Welcome to episode two of the Change of Plans podcast. I'm Joe Aguirre. He's Vinny Provenzano. You uh, not feeling so hot after your trip to Jamaica, right? Is Jamaica you went to? Yeah, yeah. Like I was, I was down in the dumps before I left. I packed my suitcases, went to Jamaica. Apparently, like my disease fucking rented out my house. I was like, fuck it. We're going to wait for Vin to come back. And uh, it gave me a big hug when I got back home. So I'm, I'm pulling the Michael Jordan flu game. I might be sick, but, you know, I might dump 40 on you tonight. We well, Let's see what happens. Or I might fall off my stool in the middle of my shoe closet. And that's the way I want to go out anyway. I got all my favorite things around me. So we're we're good to go. It's funny in episode one, nobody knows this, but you, but I got, I, I edited out my daughter walked in during the podcast and I was able to clean it up. Couldn't even tell it happened, but you, you, you said, you were like, don't edit that out. Change of plans. That's kind of what it is. Yep. Wife and I were going to go out for new years. Um, early in the afternoon, my son was just lounging on his iPad. He was plugged in. He got to like 80%. He went to reach to pull it out rolled off the bed, got impaled by our radiator. About two inches deep, this thing jabbed him. And, um, yeah, nine Did hours. you get to dinner? Did no. you get to dinner? No? No. Oh, you see. no. Yeah, you got you to spray some Windex on that, dude. You got to yeah. – that's an aloe plant. That's what my grandmother used to do. Like a goddamn aloe plant. No matter what you have, <laughs> just you rub that aloe plant on there – it solves the world world peace that's what it that's what it provides he handled it like a champ i will give him credit because a couple weeks earlier he lost a tooth and he was running around now screaming too much blood too much blood well Uh, i'm telling you like like losing a tooth is very underrated like i'm not gonna lie like you bleed like a pig shit don't feel good you get your parent like yanking on your tooth, tying strings to doors. Like it's very traumatic. They don't just like fall out. Like it's like a blood fest. Like <laughs> I couldn't imagine being 44 and having to pull out a tooth. Like, yeah, no, put me under. Like you're not pulling my tooth out. Like I, I leave a chip tooth in. I'm not going to like twist it around. Like you're just a kid. Like none of that, dude. <laughs> none of that. I get like a little hangnail. Um, I stub my toe, ingrown toenail. I'm I'm done. I'm out for the count. You know. I have a phobia about torn skin. Torn skin and watching skin open up, my knees buckle. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't handle that well at all. Um, <laughs> it's a it's a, a. I had a buddy a few years ago had an accident at work and lost from his knuckle to the tip of his finger, and. Uh, I just stopped hanging out with him. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, I mean, yo, just heal up, kid. I'll be, I'll be. <laughs> I can't, dude, I can't. I look at it and it, I, I get, maybe, I hope people don't understand what this is. I get the willies from it. I get like tingly all over and like, oh, dude, I can't. So I had reconstructive surgery on my left leg. So my first surgery, I must have had like 250 staple stitches in my foot whatever the case may be. And I remember the PA was, she was a smoke show, like fucking 20 out of 10. I'm like, she's like, it's going to be gross. And I'm like, Yo, you know who I am? Yo, you don't know where I'm from. Like I was in like, like from a worn torn country where I seen this shit all the time. She took that cast off. Mm, boom, drop, drop. Yeah. Like just 
immediately drop. And then the, and I'm just like, oh, I just uh, I had bad chicken last night. Like I can't see. I'm soft, man. Like I am not that guy's gonna help you out if you get injured. I'll send some flowers. You let me know when this shit's cleaned up. Like you get hit on the highway. I'm, dude, it actually says the man, the myth, the legend. That's nice. That's that, that humble brag right there. That is. Yeah. That is classy. No one's going to be tuning in after this one. They're going to be like, screw that guy. I hope he has a great 2024. You got a lot to live up to then. Go yes, on. yes. It sets the expectations way too high for me. So uh, I thought we had a really great first episode. You know, I've done a thousand podcast episodes. It was your first. I thought you did a really great job. I was very proud of you. Um and you do. Now you have a lot to live up to, the man, the myth, the legend, after one podcast. But Listen, I'm just I'm just following your lead, dude. We did, I think, a nice job of kind of laying out what this show was about. And you talked about your your story and kind of how you got yourself on track through therapy. And now you're doing some life coach, changing plan, ct.com, the website, by the way, if people want to check it out. And I alluded to, and we kind of joked about what my story was. And, you know, you know the story, so I'm going to it's obviously not for your benefit because you already know it. And you no, but I can I can I can listen to it a hundred times. So I'm yeah. going to sit back and enjoy this one. So I was uh, I was on um, seven years of marriage to this girl and she was very attractive um, and I knew she was a liar. <laughs> Let's be clear here. I knew who and what she was. <laughs> and then out of nowhere, she sort of charmed me and i was like i fell for it like an idiot like just an idiot like i i need to know i, I gotta ask so when did you like like you you realize be like yo this bitch is lying but but it's worth it like where yeah. where was that where was that point where it's just like you know what it, it doesn't pass a smell test but i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna roll the dice on this one i'm gonna change her that's well, that's what it was all right, so let me give you the full story because, again, people are be like, you should have known. You're an idiot. But that's what happens when you fall for somebody. I met this girl when I was 17, and she hooked me up with a friend of hers, and I ended up dating this chick for like three years. In the meantime, she started dating a buddy of mine. And so I was like, oh, no way. I didn't know you. Got and so uh, the four of us all started hanging out. And me and the dude, we had both just gotten into radio. Things were going pretty well for both of us. And I was like, we should dump our girlfriends <laughs> and just go party, dude. And just he was a little reluctant. I, I, I had been dating that girl for three years, dropped her. <laughs> you had like a bad habit. I was just like, yo, I'm famous. I'm out. I got home. I had talked to him about it. He was thinking about it and i was like i want to make the first move i called her up three years in on the phone i'm like hey listen it's not working out it's not yo let me guess did he break up with his girl yes okay so you had a ride or die frank i've had that friends that said they were gonna do it yeah. and then you're just standing on that island by yourself all right i like that i like that so me and this dude party pretty hard for like two years a lot of ladies good times okay he works at a rock radio station. I work at a top 40 everywhere we go, dude, there's, there's girls. Yeah, It's great. Next thing I know, he's seeing her on the side. And I was like, that's not, that's not part of the game. That wasn't the deal. I'm not doing that. One night he and I are partying. We're at his house. She calls up, invites him over. Now, as you could imagine, she hates me at this point. <laughs> 
because I convinced him to dump her. Yeah. And now uh, he's like, hey, you want to go hang out with Aaron? And I was like, I'm going to go home. I'm all set. Bro. You want to go do your thing? Good night. I'm good. Yep. She's like, put Joe on the phone. I jump on the phone. The last time she had called me was right after they broke up and she cursed me out and told me she was going to kill me. She calls me up and she goes, hey, look, bygones, bygones. Let's come over. Let's hang out and party. I got some weed. Uh, you guys bring some alcohol. We'll party. I was like, all right, I'm going to do that's it. That's a flag, Joe. Joe, that's a red flag. Oh, dude, they they stopped talking a couple days later, and like two weeks later, she and I hooked up. So stupid. So stupid. But like, I got to ask you this question, though, because is that against bro code? Like, did yeah. you violate y'all? No. Okay. Yeah. yeah you, you just, you're like, fuck it. Fuck it. She's yeah. a liar. She's hot. Fuck the bro code. I'm in it to win it. I, you know, so here's the thing. She gives me the, you know, everybody lets me down kind of thing. And I'm like, not me. I won't. You know, I I, I hook, line, and sinker is all I can say. <laughs> she gets pregnant. Six months later, we get married. Kids born a few months later. And it's already not going well. <laughs> I got a job in Maine. We moved to uh, Old Orchard Beach. We lived on the ocean in Old Orchard Beach. Not a bad it, spot. It seemed like eh, maybe this will work out. Pretty solid first year, all in all. Year two, not good. <laughs> year three, pregnant again, and a and a rare shot at the gold. If you know what I mean, it was <laughs> it was. So you got you had a had a rough year two. So you're like fuck it. I'm yeah. give this a, a shooter's got to shoot. 2004, I'm thinking this is not panning out. I got two kids. My family's in Connecticut. I moved back to Connecticut. A year later, she's working some side business with this dude. And long story short, uh, she's trying to trying to get some one night. And I'm like, Dude, I don't know what you're up to. I ain't doing it. Not that. <laughs> and um, she, a couple weeks later, I I took my kids on a vacation. She told me um, she was she was going to Planned Parenthood to get an abortion. And I was like, "Who's the father?" And she was like, "You are." And I was like, "To this day, then she will swear to God." And I'm like, "No, that's you pulled not... out the calendar. You got flashcards. You're like, yeah. that's not me. It's not possible. I'm telling you, not possible. Just scientifically, if you know anything about science, no, just, just no, nope." So she has the abortion. She's all pissed at me because I'm like, no, there's no way. Like, I mean, this isn't some Maury shit. I don't need it. Like, no, really didn't happen. <laughs> so um, we, I, I'm ready to split. And uh, she's like, let's work it out. Let's make it happen. And And like an idiot, like the whole time, I always thought if we could just sort of get over the hump, everything would be all right. And it never 
got there. You ever wonder what that hump was? Like when people say that, they're like, we just got to get over that hump. You like, know what it, it, there's good days and bad days. A lot more bad days than good days. She was smart enough to know every now and again, do something nice for him, make him feel special. And so every time you start to really kind of doubt things and maybe I'm being a little standoffish, do something sweet. But, 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 but what's the, what's the sweet part? Be like, yo, P.S. I'm having an abortion and you know, it's not your kid. Like, I mean, Red dude, so I'm, I'm going to let you know, I'm going to let you know that that's the hump that I, I might not, I might not get over that hump, dude. I don't know what bread she was buttering after that. You're like, Oh, you know, I'm getting an abortion, but I got you a basket of candy canes. So we're even. We're fucking like even. Candy canes, you know. I, I knew you were a candy cane guy. That's that's what it was. And she was a redhead, which again, I mean, yeah, listen, um, I'm not gonna say it. I'm I'm happily married to a brunette, and I love my wife. What? Everyone knows about the redheads. Yeah. Got to be careful though. Terrible. Terrible. <laughs> just like there's guy like I think, and this might offend some people, but I think if you're a redhead, you have to come with like a warning label. It's yeah. like cigarettes, right? You're going to enjoy it, but that redhead may fucking kill you. Like it's not good for your health. Like yeah. a surgeon general fucking there warning. Be a warning. There, yeah. there should be. <laughs> Seven years, and I as I look back on it, I'm like, that was pretty good for a redhead. Seven years. Wow, <laughs> that's a good run. That's uh that that's a, it's like forty nine in regular years, you know. So, so things see are seemingly going well. Just like two thousand seven, and she she comes to me one day. Kids had just gotten home from school, and she's like, "Hey, I just got some bad news from my mom. My dad's got cancer. Got a few weeks to live." Now. By this point, Vin, I'm not stupid. Like, everything this woman says to me, I question. And I go, well, why don't you go down there and spend some time with them? And she was like, I'd like the, the girls to come. I go, they don't know your dad. But why introduce them to a guy who's going to die? Like, I don't I don't think. Like, that. why waste their time? Yeah. Uh, you know. Aggressive, dude. That's that's like, hey, you're you know, your time is valuable. Fuck it. Yeah. The guy's gonna die anyways. You're good. So, nice, Joe. Nice. Here's what she does. She calls the kids into the room. She's like, Listen, my daddy's gonna die. And mommy's gonna go down and spend some time with him. And they start crying. They don't even know the guy, but they're like, Your dad's yeah. dying. That's so sad. And she goes, do you guys want to go with mommy? And they were like, yeah, of course we do. <laughs> yeah. No. So I'm like, all right, listen, go. Uh, keep me abreast. If your dad dies, let me know. I'll fly down, do the funeral and all that. So now, uh, I have like a Coke trip, by the way. I don't want to interrupt your story, but I really look like I got a bad habit today. <laughs> So, and I don't, I'm just letting everybody know I was the second episode. I don't have a Coke problem. Yeah. Sorry. We're not Joe. doing Coke till about 12 episodes in. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's the promise. That's, that's something we agreed to. And that's the deal we're sticking yeah. So uh, my older brother and I have a weird relationship. He hates me, uh, but we're brothers. <laughs> so he has to be nice to me sometimes. Yeah. It's, it's a weird relationship. 
And and at this point, we'd gone like a year without talking. And he's blowing my phone up all day. And I was working at a radio station, and we have caller ID on the lines. And I see his number keep, keep kept coming up. And I'm like, what does this guy want? Never calls me. And my wife had left six hours earlier. So finally, I answered the phone. I'm like, hey, what's up? And he's like, come to my house when you get out of work. Red flag. Okay. You, I, again, <laughs> I'm not stupid. I'm like, <laughs> my brother never invites me anywhere. Yeah. So I get to his house. He invites me in. Uh, they had had some little get together at his house. There's pizza. I have some pizza. Like any small talk. And I'm like, why am I here? What's going on? Get, get to it, dude. <laughs> he goes, uh, did your wife go to Georgia today? I said, yeah, how do you know? My mom's got a big mouth. I figured that was the source. He was like, you got to see something. I walk over to his wife who's sitting at a computer. And this bitch's mom, my mother-in-law, has a blog online detailing every bit of everyone's lives. Okay? In it, I'm I'm reading through some of the stories and, like, everything. And you're just uh, reading your life. <laughs> but, but, Vin, here was the fucked up part. The stories were not the real stories. I'll give there was I'll give you the perfect for instance. Um she had a her cell phone bill due. And we had like fucking no money. Zero dollars. And I was getting paid that Friday. And she had the phone with Verizon. They're like, we're gonna shut your phone off. And I was like, tell him we'll pay him on Friday. She's like, deduct it from my account Thursday. I go, Friday. <laughs> yeah. All set Thursday. Yep. And she hangs yeah. up. I go, they're going to turn your phone off. She's like, they won't turn it off Thursday. I go, hold you. They were like, we're going to shut your phone off right now. And you You're said, like, Thursday. I'll pay you Thursday. And I said, there'll be money Friday. Well, the story was on the blog that her cell phone got turned off because I bought cocaine and I didn't have any money. Now, a minute ago, I do realize I joked that we're going to do cocaine. Yes, yes. Well, that was but, bad timing. It was yeah. just bad timing. I, yeah, I don't do cocaine. I never have, and, and, and I've never purchased it. So that, a, You're going to see the disclaimer go across yeah. the bottom of the screen. Doesn't do coke. Um, <laughs> also, here's another one. I told you uh, the year she was hanging out with that other dude, the, her business partner. My birthday came friend of mine called me up real hot girl sam what are you doing tonight your wife going you guys going out i'm like she's not even home she's gone she went on tonight she's doing business work this girl was like i'm taking you out to dinner tonight we went out to dinner um and then went somewhere else had a drink and that was about it the story in the blog was i went out with my girlfriend and blew my wife off that night. So it was like, I recognized all of the scenarios in the blog. And it's like, yeah. that's not yeah. what happened. It's kind of like, like an alternate, alternate endings. Like those books, like to choose yeah. your own adventure. Yes. <laughs> oh my God, dude. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> and like, I'm looking at my brother and I'm, cause I, now I know he read it. 
And I'm like, none of this is true. Like, <laughs> yeah, this is- I didn't do blow and I wasn't out with my girlfriend. So messed up, dude. What is this lady talking about? And then the latest entry was that my wife was moving to Georgia with the kids and that I had given her permission. Yeah, that's. A- <laughs> oh, I could imagine your face just like, what? You want one better? What? <laughs> She writes about her husband, whom she refers to as daddy for some southern weirdo reason. <laughs> daddy had a mole, a mole removed from his back. Test results came back benign. No cancer. Yay! <laughs> Yo. Yup. So I call my wife. She is in Pennsylvania at this point. And I go, hey, I go, I got great news for you. She's <laughs> like, what's up? I go, your your dad? Benign, dude. He's not dying. No, no cancer. She's like, oh my God, wow, that's amazing. It's a miracle. I go, Aaron. Do you know how I know this? She's like, no. I go, got it from your mom. She was like, my mom told you that? I said, yeah. Got it from your mom. Right from your mom. All her <laughs> thoughts on the matter. All of her thoughts. And she's like, well, that's great. I'm like, nope. She also <laughs> said that you gave me permission. I gave you permission to move to Georgia with the kids. And she goes, do you want me to bring them back? I said, I'll tell you what. Go on your little trip. Go see your family. And when you come back, that'll be the last time they ever see the kids. Now, somewhere in here, we find out her brother's getting married July 8th. And I said, July 9th, get your ass in the car. You're going to call me up. I'm going to put the kids on the phone. You're going to come back. And if you don't, I'm calling the cops. Now, then I would later find out from I hired an attorney the next day who told me it's not doing anything illegal. Correct. They're her kids, too. And so he goes, I hate to say this, but you got to lie to her. Yeah. You got to lie to her and you got to get her back here. And I'll serve up some papers. I'll get you custody of the kids. And so um, everything is unfolding at that house. And the mother's blogging about it, including she started working for Best Buy. And a guy from Best Buy drove down and met her there. And it's all in the blog. And I'm like, so I call her the next day. I go, hey, I go, uh, Nate's there, huh? What are you talking about? I go, your, your mom told me this. The ultimate ultimate snitch. Like, <laughs> yo, she's losing her. She's like, my mom told you that. I go, yeah. Your mom said. Yeah. Your mom said Nate was there. That's that's. And then she's like, yeah. Um, their headquarters is in Atlanta, and he got an award, and he just happens to be down here. So we met up. Okay. And so he's there for like five or six days in a row. He shows up in the blog. Right. He's just visiting. So 
the next day, like three or four days later, right, I got a lawyer. We're already working on some shit. Um, the mom says she's going to enroll the kids in school. So my ex-wife calls me up and she goes, hey, she goes, uh, what are the kids' social security numbers? <laughs> 1-800-FUCK-YOU. Get the kids. <laughs> like, <laughs> I go, I don't know. She goes, can you get the cards? I'm like, I'll look for them. I knew where they were. I had them. And yeah. I was like, dude, yeah, I can't find them. Listen, I'm going to look around for them. As soon as I find them, I'm like, you know, I'll, yeah. I'll let you know. I don't think they were given any social security numbers. I think it was a yeah. flu. <laughs> so now a couple more days go by. She calls me up and she says to me, you should move down here. You'd love it here. Houses are super cheap. They're really nice. I'm like, dude, you... You're insane. You think I'm going to move to Atlanta? What are you even talking about? <laughs> July 9th, be in the car with the kids. Don't bring Nate. Okay? He, she's like, what are you talking about? It's like, you guys had lunch today at the house. I know this. Because your mom blocked. Your mom said it. Now, in the blog, her and her mom are fighting. Because her mom's like, I don't understand. He keeps saying that you're telling him this stuff. And neither one of them has put two and two together. As the mother continues to write the, the I mean, it's like a bad James Bond villain. It's like, here's my whole plan as I dangle you over the shark yeah. gate. It's like, no, dude, don't do that. <laughs> so um, I said to her, listen, I go, if you come back, pack up all the kids stuff. We'll find the social security cards. You can go back down. How's that sound? Thought about it. George is nice to get a good Southern education, I guess, <laughs> you know? And she's like, wow, like, that's great. And so uh, she comes back July 9th. She calls me up. Um, She gets to the house. She comes in. She sits down on the couch. You know, she's being all sweet. How you doing? There's a knock at the door. <laughs> Something for you, young lady. <laughs> I go to the door. I go, hey, yeah. somebody at the door needs to see you. She's Chris like, Hansen? Oh, who is it? She goes, who is it? I go, you're going to want to see this. Yeah. <laughs> she walks up to the front door, and there's the marshal. And he hands her papers. Like, this shit's donezo. Um, he has custody of the kids. He controls all aspects of the custody, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, she freaks out. I can't believe you're doing this to me. Ooh, you, you can't. You lied to me. Did she say that? I, she yeah, had to say that. <laughs> through the bathroom door, she's hysterical crying. She says, you're not really going to let me move down there with them, are you? I go, are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> she And then she said, I can't believe you lied to me. Yeah, of course. Of course. Oh, oh, yeah, dude. And that's my story, bro. That's that how is, it all went down. That is wild. And just to let everybody know, since that time, you've had primary custody of your kids, right? Always. Yeah. They always, always, right? Always have. My daughters have always lived with me. Um, the entire time and then in uh 2013 and now it's been 10 years their mom uh terminated her rights and is back in georgia that is and, that uh, is 
that is wild by the way because like you know you know my my normal job you know doing my lawyer shit there's nothing more infuriating than a deadbeat parent like nothing nothing more infuriating i deal with all sorts of people i'm not here to pass judgments but you give me a deadbeat fucking parent i'm judging you all the way to fucking hell and back yeah um which is crazy but tell everyone your situation now you're married now right yeah um yeah a couple years later i met my my very beautiful wife who has auburn hair uh, okay think, so it's like a tinge yeah it's a brown yeah dyed, With a dyed little dyed. bit of crazy you yeah. know a little yeah yeah so I, I, yeah so i guess my my question because i always find this interesting because i always get the question as well is the trust factor right like so you just had a crazy fucking story like showtime like this shit some weird lifetime movie with a crazy mom crazy ex-wife right and then you meet somebody else so like how did you come to trust that person right like how did, how did that go down so uh a weird story i could get into this part another time uh i i knew this girl from grade school and we went to a funeral a mutual friend of ours from that school died and we both went to the funeral expecting everyone else to be there and they weren't and so like a handful of us all went to a bar afterwards and it was clear from the get-go she was happened to be 31 hot and single and uh i was divorced and hot and single <laughs> and uh yeah we just sort of gravitated towards each other and and we started dating and um but did you find it like i guess my question is, did you find it easy as far as like, no not back in like yeah that's that's Here's the worst part she worked in boston at, she was working and living in boston at the time yep so you know we were like seeing each other on weekends i'd go up there she'd come down here a weekend off and and then we'd sort of switch it up and she started to really like me. And so she left my house one night, Sunday night, called me up and like wanted to break it off. And I'm like, yeah, that's probably best. <laughs> I don't know. Have a good day. Like, like, dude, listen, you live in Boston. I live in Connecticut. Maybe it doesn't have to be every, every weekend. Maybe we just kind of hang out and kind of see how it goes. I thought great situation. This chick's amazing. Yeah. Score one for me. Yeah. I'll pass every weekend. We're good. And so, yeah, like a like an idiot, I, uh, you know, we still just kept hanging out and, you know, got more cutesy and flirty back and forth. And, and then um, she sold her house. And she was like, I'm going to quit my job and move in with the Connecticut with you. That's aggressive. That's. Uh, I, was uh. like, Ooh, I can't have cats at my place, so. <laughs> I'm allergic. Yeah. Out hives. She brought the cats and moved in. Yeah, of course she did, dude. And yeah. um, yeah, and and so it was. I was like that threw me for a loop. But she was like in love. She was like, "This is my guy." You know, she loved my kids. Two years later, she adopted my kids. Yeah. When my wife terminated, she adopted them, and so she's their mom now. And um, but I was like, yeah, too aggressive for me. I don't like this. My mine mine was the same way. Mine was I remember we were out at like a local spot in Cromwell and it was, she was just like, Listen, like if this is going forward, like this is it. Like like it's not like hey, we just hang out, like it's me or 
get the door, like just super aggressive. And like, and I'm still going through like my divorce and figuring out life. But like, I think I, I needed that. Like she just knew, I mean, obviously she's dating the man, the myth, the legend, right? Like she wants to lock this shit down. You don't, you don't want me in the streets. Like, <laughs> I think she started the pandemic on purpose to stay with me, That's but it was, but it was <laughs> like, but it, but it was like that. But but I think for me, it was because I was so close while still going through my divorce process is allowing yourself to be happy in those moments. Right. And saying, hey, it's OK. And then like, I think I always tell people, they're like, oh, how do I trust people again? I'm like, well, it's only either got to do it or you don't do it right. Like either you're jumping in both feet or just don't do that. You can't half-ass a relationship. Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's the biggest question I get all the time when I'm dealing with my clients that are going through divorce. It's the, what if, like, what's going to happen? Like, what am I going to do? What is my life going to be? But the alternative is you stay married and miserable. And that's a, that's a much worse life than, I've never done a divorce where the person, regardless of money, was in a worse situation after the divorce. Mm -hmm. Never. I've been doing it 17 years. And I've had clients that made $200 a week and ones that made $80,000 a week. But they all, the, the mental health, like the just being happy, you know, as, as you stated, is, is, is something that is in everybody's future if you allow it to be. So... Um, in regards to how crazy your story is, because we have those crazy stories, right? Like, I mean, if I was married to someone whose mom was blogging and she was lying me every which way, I don't know if I'm trusting anyone. Like, you know, I, I need someone who's just never going to leave the house. I'm locking this shit you, down. You brought up imposter syndrome last week, yeah. right? And so I start dating this chick and, you know, you're super cool, single dad on the radio and stuff. And I didn't, I, I mean, I did clearly been cheated on here. Right. Yep. Uh, and then lied to and betrayed. And it's like, oh, am I worthy enough? I don't feel like I am. I don't feel special. Um, yeah. And and, you know, because of that, I felt like, you know, I told you in the first episode, we you know, there was a lot of checking each other's phones when you would leave the room and stuff like that. And we both caught each other doing it. Yeah. And we had a talk and it was like, dude, I don't not looking. I want to be with you. I'll make sure you want to be with me. And once we sort of established, like we were both in it to win it, it there was the trust. Yeah. I, I just decided, you know what, maybe I'm stupid. Maybe I'll just, but I'll give it a shot. And you know, it's been 14 years now that we've been married and, uh, we have two more kids of our own and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, it, it but it did, it took a lot, you know, there was, a. Uh, I would say probably for about six months after I got divorced, I didn't date. I, and I, at one point sort of came to the thought of, I don't think I'm going to be with anybody ever again. Not worth the hassle. You know, that was about as bad as, uh, I mean, short of getting killed. That's about as bad as a woman's going to do to you did to yeah. me. And I, I was done. I was like, maybe I just won't even bother. You know, it just, I don't know. I'll figure it out. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was in a weird spot. Like I had just moved into an apartment. I'm like, oh, I'm going to, you know, shit's going to work out. I'm going to be good. Right. Like, 
my ex-wife's going to come back. Like this was like in September. And I'm like, I'm going to be good. And then I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm 40. I'm an attorney. I got a dope fucking car. I'm going to crush this shit. Like this, this shit's on lockdown. So I'm like, yo, I'm ready to go. Um, so I remember we, me and one of my best friends, Matt, we go down to Stanford. He's like, dope. there's just girls. We're going out to New York city. I'm super stoked. And I'm like, all right, you know, I'm back in the game. You know, we hop in the whip, we fly down, I get a car service, you know, ladies come out and I'm like, bro, they're 20 out of 10. And I'm like, yo, this is how single life is. This shit's too easy. And then they open up their mouth and they're like, oh my God, I hope there's Molly at the party. And I'm like, bro, it started like slamming my head against the window, dude. I'm like, I'm not ready for this scene. We go to the party in New York. I'm the oldest guy by like two decades. I look like a narc. I thought I was at a I was like, some trust funds kid. I'm like, bro, I am, I am not, I'm not dealing with this stuff. And then the second, my second time, my therapist had set me up with one of her friends, right? Like, which is just completely inappropriate. But yeah. I mean, we're set in therapy and she's like, well, how do you like your girls? I'm like, did you ever watch like a Nelly video? Like after hours BET video? You know, like I need one of those in my life right now. She's like, I got the girl for you. And I'm like, dude, this shit's so easy. Dude, <laughs> I get out of my car. Shit look like Grimace. And I'm like, I, I, I was like, did you take notes when I told you? And after that, I was like, I'm never dating again, ever. And then I literally, I remember went on a double date with me and my wife met through mutual friends. Um, had a great time. Two days later, we were going out to a restaurant. That's when I told my car. So I showed up on my date and that was it. I was on lockdown after that. Like it was super easy, dude. Like it was yeah. dealing with the, the divorce process. But I think like I got super lucky where my wife was very confident of where she was in life. Like she was already in her lane, already doing her thing. And it was basically, Hey, if you want to join me, cool beans. Like I like having you around, but I don't need you around. And I think that for me was like the kind of the switch where you know, I wanted someone who just wanted to be with me for me. They didn't need to be with me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like if my wife will tell you, she'll be the first one to tell you, like, if I just left for six months, like I, off the war, she'd be like, yeah, you know, I'll be good. It's nice having you around, but I'm good when you're not around. But, you know, we add to each other's lives. But I think having that type of confidence from somebody else in your house goes a long way, especially when you've gone through different things in your life to get to this point. So. And then we end up here, me and you, Joe, just hanging out, shooting the shit. Yeah, well, that's what it's all about, you know. Uh, I, it, it's funny. I don't, I don't know when I when I first told you the story. If I even told you the all the intricate details of the story, I think that was a, a much more detailed version. And it's funny. I don't talk about it much. Yeah. My wife will bring some of that stuff up sometimes. You know, there was some years there before she terminated where my ex-wife was still in the picture. But I've I've moved on. Um, this was funny. Two years ago, my ex-wife messaged me through Instagram and asked me if she could borrow $175. It's a very exact amount, by the way. Oh, yeah. Weird. <laughs> I, I've always like, that was weird. And uh, I just ignored the message. Oh, you did? Yeah. I don't care what she needs $175 for. But but I think I think as men, we need to have you need to tell these stories, right? Like you, you need to um share them because there's 
a ton of, we're not the only ones that have gone through shit, men and women. Um, but people need to talk about it because that's life. That's real life. It's not Instagram life. It's not Facebook, TikTok life. They, that's real shit. And like to share it and show that, Hey, people, real people actually bounce back from that. Um, and enjoy a good life after the shit show. Um, it's something that needs to be shared. Like, you know, um, and sometimes people aren't comfortable yet talking about it, but I find it the more people talk about it, their situations are more comfortable. Other people get and in turn are helping out other people. So um, I think you being able to share it in, in a very open manner is huge for everybody else because we all have those stories, but especially like men, we're not supposed to talk about that stuff. We're not supposed, we're supposed to be bulletproof, right? That's, you know, that's how I was raised. You know, we don't show emotion. I don't give a fuck what happens to yeah. get through it. But like, that's not real life either, you know? Um, so, but that's awesome, man. And now, now you got cats. You got a lot of cats, bro. We got three, four cats. You don't even know how many cats you have, right? Three cats and a dog. Mm. At least. Yeah. That, that's what I'm saying. Cause like last time I talked to you, you weren't sure how many cats you had yeah. running around the house. Dude. Yeah. You're like there's you're been like, a lot over the years. There's been, we've had like eight cats total. Yeah, where, where did you get it? You just buy the cats that don't have nine lives? Yeah. They're just like, you You just buy the ones that have one life and they're done? <laughs> yeah. You, well, you know, it's funny. I told you I'm not a cat person. And then we got we got these two kittens after our the cat I buried in the in the storm. Yeah. Uh, we got two kittens and uh, they were adorable. They were super uh, not comfortable and they were hiding everywhere. And um, they got outside one day with the older cat. And my wife was like, I don't want them to go outside. I don't, I don't, it's not a good idea. And, um, yeah, they both vanished. Dude, dude, I'm telling like, I can't, I can't deal with cats. I'm not going to lie, but like, I can't like, they're like fucking furry people. They give you attitude problems. But then like, so me and my wife were just in Jamaica and I talked to everybody. So we're talking to the guy driving us around. And there's dogs everywhere in Jamaica, which like just infuriates me because I think every dog should sleep in the Cali King bed, like in a Tempur-Pedic bed too, right? Like they should live my life, take showers, like human beings, stuff like that. And he's like, you know, I had this one dog it was my favorite dog, but he used to sleep under my car and I ran it over one morning because I didn't know he was under there. But like, it was just like someone asked him for a diet coat. It was the saddest story I've ever heard. And he was just like, you know, it happens in Jamaica. And I'm like, that is the wildest stuff ever. But the one thing I did learn in Jamaica, which I think this makes it like the greatest place on earth, is that he was talking about how he describes like people who come to the island. So they don't have this big idea about race, right? So he's like, if we see an Asian person, Regardless if they're Chinese, Japanese, whatever, we call everybody Mr. Chin, which is just wild, right? Mm -hmm. Like the, 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 the dichotomy. He's like, if you're like a light skinned Jamaican or white, we call you Mr. Pinky. If you're ugly, you're just Mr. Ugly. Like it's the craziest, but it made things so simple, right? Yeah. Like, like he was just like, I got to get, he was telling me a story the other day. I guess he was driving someone from Pakistan, but he kept calling him Mr. Indian and the guy was getting real mad. And he's like, sir, we just call it like we see it. And I'm like, that is just amazing. Like, I'm like, if you come to the United States, don't do it here. Like 
don't, you can't identify people like that around here. You're not going to get very far. Um, but it was crazy. It was, uh, it's definitely a, uh, a different experience, but it was pretty funny. So, um, the one question I did have Joe, what are your feelings on new year's resolutions? Definitely. I think it's horrible. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, uh, the, the Tuesday when the kids went back to school, I got up a little bit early. I was Johnny on the spot, toothbrushes, picked out outfits, grabbed some snacks, brushed my daughter's hair. And my wife was like, wow, this is what I like. You were super helpful this morning. And I looked at her and I said, (laughs) that was my new year's resolution. And she just was felt so happy to hear that. And then I said, but you know how resolutions go. I'll be done with this in like two weeks. And yes. she actually thought that was funny. And yeah. um, I've definitely not been as helpful the last stuff. No, yeah, it, it, just, it just drives me. It drives me crazy. Like, I get it. It's a jumping off point. It's day one. But there's nothing more infuriating than the flurry of new year, new me. This is going to be the year. And the person's 65 fucking years old. And it mm-hmm. hasn't been the year for six fucking decades. <laughs> um, you know, and I think like, you know, one of the things we'll discuss maybe in another episode is building the small habits to get to where you like need to be. Listen, I'm all about setting goals and, um, and things like that. But I think that adage, and it made me think about it because every, every new year's, everyone's like, I'm going to do this in the next 12 months, but everyone overestimates what you could do in the next 12 months, right? You underestimate what you could do in three years, but 12 months, everyone's like, I'm going to go be a bodybuilder. I'm going to get a six pack. I mean, I've been saying I was going to start doing abs on Monday for 44 years, like out of the womb, bro. And I'm like, I'm going to start next Monday. You know, um, so I always think like the, the new year is a wild time. I mean, I think it's exciting in theory. It's like, Hey, I'm getting a fresh start, but you're not like, you're, you're going to the same job. You're waking up with the same person. Yes. You can start setting habits. And I think habits are super important to change your, you know, um, change your path in life. And if you want to set small goals and we'll discuss how to do that and these little habits, but the idea that like you get a reset button, like it's a fucking Nintendo drives yeah. me fucking insane. It just, it, it, it's, uh, it's wild. So I just want to get your take on that. Cause I didn't know if I was being like Grinchy, just like bitter Bob. Like, I mean, after watching the new year's Eve shows on TV, like I was so bitter because I was like, one, this is the worst shit I've ever seen on television. And, uh, two, this is just crazy. Never mind, People are shitting in diapers and, in Times Square because that's fucking wild. Like to watch the ball drop. Yeah. Like your resolution should be to be better than that, I would think. But well, yeah, yes, I yes. here's my other thing. And I I often discourage our fellow podcasters who will announce next Tuesday I'm I'm interviewing this person. Make sure you tune in. And it's like When's the interview? Doing it Monday night. You gonna have enough time to edit that? What if they blow you off? Yeah. You gonna be able to drop that on Tuesday? I wouldn't say anything until I've done it, recorded it, and it's now I'm gonna hey, this thing's coming out. Check yeah. it out. 
I I don't like the idea of announcing your New Year's resolution to the world. Yeah. And I'll 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 go a step further. I don't think most people who announce it are looking for your Facebook friends to be like, Ben, it's February. How's the abs going? Yeah, no one's looking for the accountability. Nobody like, wants it, the accountability. No, you just want yeah. to hey, yeah. go you want for the it, man. Go for it. This is your year, bro. You're looking yeah. for like artificial hype. And it's like, I'm I'm the kind of person where if I decided I wanted a reset. I'm not telling anybody. Correct. I'm just doing it. You know, I'm gonna plan out what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm. I'm also a fan of. I make. I make to do lists. Yep. I'm a to do list guy. There's a million of them in my phone, in my email, and written down on paper. I write down what I gotta do, and I knock it all out. Yeah. And my day, I have to figure out, you know, you know, I work like 50 jobs. I do all sorts yeah. of things between podcasting and radio and real estate. And, yep. you know, yeah, you're always going. Company. Always got a million things to do. I could forget. I could forget things so easy. Yeah. If I, if I don't write them down, I so I identify the goal, but I'm not going to go up and tell my wife, hey, here's my plan. I just do it. I just yeah. execute. It's important to have short term goals. It's good to have your long term goals. I, I think it's important to write stuff down, but again, to publicly announce it. Well, that, that's my, I mean, I think that's my, that's my problem. It's not having a goal, right? Like, to fail. And to me, it's very artificial because again, you're, you're, you would not want me in March to be like, so Vin looks like you're putting on some pounds, bro. I thought we were going to get ripped, my man. What's yeah. up? Well, you never like it's very rare you go to December 31st and look at that same person who posted all of this fucking shit and they're like, I made it. Like, I hope everyone makes their fucking goal, right? Yeah. Um, but I think that's one of the things. And listen, I was that dude five years ago, be like, I'm gonna do this shit, fucking meme of a lion, and I'm fucking the king of the jungle, and I'm coming out here, and then you're just you look back at your like your Facebook history, it pops up, and you're like, "I'm a fucking loser," right? Like, and you shouldn't feel that. <laughs> Hold on, Dine. You shouldn't <laughs> feel that way, right? But like, uh, I used to be like, it's funny. So I've been teetering between like a to do list. Like sometimes I have them, sometimes I don't. To I'm a big now stacking habits. That's my big thing. So just small habits. Like, you know, I'm going to brush my teeth a certain way at a certain time. I do that for a week and then I keep that habit and add another habit. And all these habits will eventually lead me to this small goal, right? And once I hit that small goal, then I take it more habits to get to this major goal at the end of the, the year. And I think people putting it out there puts a lot of pressure on that individual person, right? Because now it's out there. Now you, you feel like I got to do this, not for me but I got to show everyone because I just told everybody that I was going to do it. Right. Like, like for me, like I remember like maybe like two years ago, I wanted to do like a physique show. I don't know fucking why my friend was doing one and he just fucking eats McDonald's and looks ripped. And I'm like, I could do that too. So I started posting, yo, I'm going to be that guy. I got man tights on. I'm going to fucking do it. And I'm about like, John, about four weeks out. I'm like, ain't no fucking way, dude. I look like a baby seal. I just look like, <laughs> like a tiny. And then the worst part is, is that people's like, hey, Vin, are you ready for the show? How did this show go? And now I've, and I've, I was in the best shape of my life. I wasn't show ready, but 
I felt good, but I couldn't even enjoy it because I did it for the fucking wrong reason. Like, you know, and I think that that was more my point than like, although the people do have some dumb fucking New Year's Eve posts. I can't. I don't even understand the whole New Year's Eve concept. Like I haven't seen the ball drop in forever. I don't want to see Jelly Roll sing a song out there. Like, like, would you, not, like, listen, not to mention because of time zones, very few people are celebrating <laughs> New Year's at the same time. Same time. Yeah. 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 Like I, I don't, I, 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 I don't, I don't get it. Um, you know, we had flown, we had just flown in. We got home at like seven thirty from Jamaica, and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not staying up for this stuff. And people are like texting me, like, like grown people. It's like twelve thirty. I'm not up. Like, oh like you didn't wish me happy New Year's. Like, if you're looking for me to do that, dude, you're just starting two thousand twenty five because I'm good, bro. I was in bed by like ten o'clock, out cold, sleeping, and <laughs> yeah, I woke up and I like a dozen texts around twelve fifteen, twelve thirty, and it's like, are you insane? <laughs> why? Yeah. Like, like why? People, it was like, oh, I wasn't a, you know, my mom would have made sense, but some of the people, it was like, oh, dude, you. like the people, yeah, <laughs> you, you had my number, and the, <laughs> other, the other question I always had is like, how long before you can stop saying Happy New Year's? <laughs> like, fuck, dude. Like it's February. Say, hey, have a good New Year, bro. We're we're in it a month, dude. I'm. We're in this shit storm already. I'm knee deep in it. Like, right. stop, stop, stop with it all. Like, I just I, the whole concept. I was at the broadcasting school today, and I saw a bunch of people for the first time this year. And I and I said it. Happy New Year. Which is fine. You're within that week, dude. You get you get like a solid week, right? Maybe a week and a half. Like, and it's got to be like the first time. But like, you know, I hate the like. I get emails from attorneys. I know they fucking hate me. Hey. Happy New Year. I hope you had a great New Year. You don't give a shit, bro. Like right. you just you just don't. Uh, um but yeah, I think you get like a week, a week and a half and then then you then that's it, right? Yeah. Like that's that's yeah. it. But I think we we should start like a like an accountability blog too, right? So we should just go find some Instagram people we know, see what your New Year's resolution was and just hit them up in March. They're like, "Bro, like screenshot the post, hit them back with it. Be like, how's this going? Here's the challenge. Are, are you sticking to your new year's resolution yep. before you take your Christmas lights down? Which one's, uh, which one happens first? You, you ooh. break your resolution or you take your Christmas lights down. <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, I still got mine up. I'm not going to lie. So do I. So yeah. do I. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm hanging on to the tree because I just don't want to do the cleanup. Like that's, a hundred percent. Yeah. I, I only set my stuff up December 21st. So I, I'm not just, Ooh, that is horrible. Yeah, no, I know. I like closed bad. in November. So um, I'm, I'm, let's say I'm running behind sketch. Yeah. My, my wife's not a big lights on the house guy. And she, um, she like sends me a picture and I have guy, you know, I'm bougie. So I have people come put lights up in my house and look at me. I'm not going outside. It's scary yeah. out there. It's November 2nd and the truck pulls up and she's like, what is going on? I'm like, fucking first person in the neighborhood with lights. And I'm like, I'm getting my money's worth. Put that shit up in October. Yeah. like I want all the lights, all the lights, but I'm not taking them down either. So whenever they get here, they get here. It's the biggest racket, bro. Like 
if that if you if you like to do handy shit, just go put lights up on a house. You spend a a bajillion dollars, and they just put the lights on, take them off, and you're good for the season. I heard it's wild. Roughly what the fee was on that, and it, and I was shocked by it. But you're right, dude. If you if you put up Christmas lights on six houses, you're good. You're you're gonna have some kind of Christmas. Yeah, like like, and I'm not doing that stuff. That's a lot of hard work, dude. I'm not yeah. like like I like I like everything to look nice. I just don't like doing it myself. That's that's kind of like a theme of my life. I want my life to look good, but I don't want to do anything about it. So yeah, yeah, that's right. It it that, is it that's is what makes you the man, the myth, the legend. It the is it's that, That's what it is. It, it's self proclaimed, you know. But you know what the new like the New Year's resolution for everyone should be? Don't be a dick. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Right, that's like that's, uh, that's that's the one that everyone should post. Right, like hey, you want to know what you could do this year? Don't be a dick. Yeah, that's, it. that's where it's at. All right, that is going to do it here for episode two of the Change of Plans podcast. Make sure you like and subscribe and 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 invite your friends and everybody you know to like this thing. Visit changeofplanct.com. That is the website you want to get in touch with. Then that is the way to do it. Uh, you can check out all the blogs and all the menus. of, of If you want to get in touch, you want to get some sessions, you want to get right with the Lord, uh, this is the man Ooh. that's going to help you do it. That, that was an aggressive one. That's yeah. uh, that's that, that's some high expectations. Let's. <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna get you there, but we'll we'll work on it if that's your goal. He'll get you right with somebody. Maybe somebody. No. All right. For Vinny Provenzano, I am Joe McGuire. We'll catch you on the next episode of the Change of Plans podcast.